Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Travesty. Travesty. It's the perfect word for that situation today with this crazy court case. A travesty. A court case that makes a mockery of the judicial system. That's what a travesty is. And that's what we have here. The whole damn thing. Worse than certain recent questionable elections, perhaps, in my opinion. Trump found liable for defamation and sexual assault. Unprecedented and preposterous. We'll go through the whole thing, all right? It's Ridiculous. So stupid and so unfair. And our guy Trump is going to come back in spectacular fashion. I am confident. But first, we got to clear up something from last night. At this time last night, we showed a picture of what we thought was the guy involved in the shooting in Allen, Texas. Now, a lot of media organizations showed this picture turned out to not be the guy. All right. So we're sorry about that. And by the way, when a mistake is made here on this show, we admit it, we own it, we do it right at the top of the show, not at the bottom, not in the last 15 seconds. And now I'd like an apology from the mainstream media and all those awful things they said about those guys on horseback, the Border Patrol, right? Remember that? Remember all the unfair things? Yeah, let's have a... Let's have a few apologies for that and a million other things. All right. Now back to the travesty. This is not going to stop Donald Trump. No way. All right. (laughs) You know, he was arrested a little over a month ago and he went up in the polls because Americans know that that's a bogus case. Americans, I believe, know that this whole thing is bogus. E. Jean Carroll. Now here she uh, well, she looks like a different person from what she is today. All right. New clothes, new hairdo. And she's got somewhere to go in the morning. Meanwhile, President Trump's rights were violated again. There is something called the Sixth Amendment. It guarantees trial by jury, and that jury must be impartial. Now, no one in America is impartial when it comes to Donald Trump. No one. But they found a jury in Manhattan, New York County, that was somehow neutral. Neutral on Donald Trump? Look at the results from the past two elections, okay? 86% for Hillary Clinton. In 2020, what did Donald Trump get? He got, oh, a little bit better. So the jury pool is totally tilted against Donald Trump. Now, the legal analysts, as Mark Levin calls them, said that the big moment in this trial for the defense when they started to win was the whole issue of Access Hollywood. Remember the Access Hollywood tape? We remember this, right? It's already been kind of gone over, hasn't it? Anyway, 
They introduced it in, as evidence. It had nothing to do with anybody involved in this case. But uh, here's what Donald Trump said. And this, they say, was not good. In this video, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the p You can do anything. That's what you said, correct? Well, historically, that's true with stars. It's true with stars that, that they can grab women by the p Well, that's what it's... If you look over the last million years, I guess that's been largely true. Not always, but largely true. Unfortunately or fortunately. All right, there goes Donald Trump again, talking about things that are actually true. Hold on for a second, okay? For a million years, uh, yes, it's true. People are drawn to rich, powerful men, okay? It's just a matter of fact. But he never said that he could force himself on anyone, all right? This was missed by the entire world. Everybody focused on the wrong thing then and now. We've got to go back to the Access Hollywood tape, all right? You ready for this? Uh, locker room talk, whatever, but... Here it goes. I better use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the. <laughs> I can do anything. Oh my God! How could he say such a thing? Again, it was in private. He shouldn't have been taped. There's a lot of things. Look, people say things. They do. But anyway. They all focused on the grab him by the you-know-what. Everybody missed this part that came just before it. i got to use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Did you catch that? Because very few people did. They let you do it. Let. Let you. L-E-T, that word, everyone focused on the wrong thing. The key word, it is consent. Let's put the definition up, please. Let, to allow something to happen or someone to do something by not doing anything to stop an action or by giving your permission. She wanted to go, but her parents wouldn't let her. The key two phrases here, okay? To allow something, okay? Giving your permission, it's something everyone missed, and I think it's key. It says that, well, it says permission. Anyway, that tape had nothing to do with uh, Bergdorf Goodman in the dressing room anyway, right? Oh, goodness gracious. Take a look at this. In this Me Too environment, you must always just believe the women. This is a moment of reckoning in this country. It's a really important conversation we need to have. Maybe this is the watershed moment where we believe women where we, they feel safe, that they can talk about what, they, what they're experiencing. We're having this moment, this massive cultural uh, reckoning here, where all these women are coming forward, and suddenly other women are realizing that they can come forward to and be believed. Yeah, cultural reckoning, where fairness was thrown out the window. The movement went bananas. Often, it was a way for certain women to settle scores at the office and make a lot of money doing it. Gretchen Carlson comes to mind. And it's often, it was used as a political tool, we know it, to take out or try to take out Judge Ford. The Christine Blasey Ford national spectacle, a total disgrace. So the ground was fertile for someone like E. Jean Carroll, who her friends say find 
totally wacky. Uh, but you don't have to be friends with her to know that she is uh, very, very unique. The word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just it it hurt. It just what it just you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. Anderson Cooper protecting her, knowing that he has a lunatic on his hands. Um, that's insane. And before the country went crazy, she would have been thrown out of court. I'm sorry. And this is just one of many, many ridiculous things she has uttered. A friendly profile of her in the New York Observer a while back. Uh, she said some astonishing things in here that I think are, well, still relevant. This is in 2015. I'm essentially a child. Oh, how about this? For no apparent reason, I hate Bill O'Reilly, Miss Carroll said with glee when I handed her the photo. Yeah, they set up a photograph and had a tipsy target practice, right? A few shots later, she got Bill O'Reilly right in the nose. Uh, she's a bow and arrow archery enthusiast, okay? And for this little uh, media interview, they took shots at Bill O'Reilly's picture. I think she has some issues. How about this? She was, she says, fed up with overly sensitive New York men. So she hiked across the Pacific Island on assignment for Playboy in search of a more primitive mate. Let's see here. Oh, she came up with a dating game, an app. She said the object of the game is simple to break couples up by answering a series of questions as maliciously as possible, like Cupid with a poison arrow. If you lose a round, Ms. Carroll said, it's because you didn't think evilly, evilly enough. Never even heard that word, evilly enough. Oh, and she, she wraps up this way. She says she's not meant for marriage. You're on this earth to have as many chaps as you want. And oh, by the way, she saw the Law and Order episode that had this whole scene in a dressing room in Bergdorf Goodman, which is what she said happened with Trump. I believe she's totally crazy. And I also believe it's totally obvious. And how this thing came about, who remembers Kathy Griffin, that very obnoxious comedian, right? Well, a party was thrown for her in New York City by somebody named uh, Molly Zhang Fast, noted liberal, very big on Twitter, hates Trump with a passion. Invited to this party. George Conway, ever see this guy on CNN? Used to be married to Kellyanne Conway, hates Trump. And who's there? E. Jean Carroll. And it looks like George Conway and E. Jean Carroll have a little powwow. They get together and they talk through uh, this whole scenario where she could uh, make the accusation against Trump and Trump would respond and then she could sue him for defamation. Had this whole crazy scheme to get this thing into court. George Conway, <laughs> Kathy Griffith. It's crazy, but it actually happened this way. So uh, today, E. Jean Carroll emerges temporarily victorious because I think this thing is going to be thrown out on appeal big time. And that's her attorney. OK, her name is um, Roberta Kaplan. And, you know, she, she wasn't found in the yellow pages. OK, she represents Ashley Biden, Ashley Biden, you know, Ashley Biden lost her diary and Joe Biden made a federal case out of it. They actually sent people to jail for finding Ashley Biden's diary, her diary. 
Anyway, they confirmed the contents of the diary. Now we know it's hers. Ooh, there's some stuff in that diary. She previously represented Mary Trump, you know, the Trump-hating uh, niece, who said at the age of three years old, Donald Trump came to her and told her, I cheated on the SAT, just so you know, little girl. Again, totally. Oh, and she's suing the state of Florida. She sued the state of Florida over uh, the so-called don't say gay bill. This is a total and complete partisan. Hey, we do have this, though. Donald Trump's, a portion of Donald Trump's denial. And uh, the whole statement is pretty, is very, very strong. Let's go with this. The Democrat Party's never-ending witch hunt of President Trump hit a new low today in jurisdictions wholly controlled by the Democratic Party. Our nation's justice, justice system is now compromised by extremist left-wing politics. Absolutely. Uh, this entire bogus case is a political endeavor targeting President Trump because he is now an overwhelming front-runner to be once again elected President of the United States. This is basically impeachment number, what, six? And oh, by the way, Fox News, thanks for nothing, Fox News. So once this breaks, all right, and they, they, they're, they're, oh, this is very, very serious, this is very, very damaging, and it, it goes on like that for hours. And they bring Geraldo in for commentary. If you have a situation where there is a debate, a Republican debate, and I can see Ron DeSantis now, is it not a fact, Mr. President, that you battered in a sexual way, you, you attacked a woman in New York, or a New York jury has found you liable for doing it? Can you imagine? Can you imagine being that finger in your face? Is it this? This pales in comparison to, uh, you know, a political charge, Disneyland or whatever the president can level at DeSantis. This is very, very serious. Uh, if DeSantis were to do something like that, it would be political suicide because the people understand that this is bogus. He would be booed and jeered right off the stage. Geraldo, come on. Uh, <laughs> he's not in touch. And next there was this. The charisma and the uh, the magnetism of Donald Trump, who has been a, a lifelong friend until he, uh, you know, uh, helped stage a coup uh, after the November 2020 election. I think that it is it is so uh, parochial and, and partisan to suggest that a rape, a, a finding of, of uh, sexual battery is not is nothing. This is not nothing. This is a woman has now convinced the New York jury that she was attacked by the president of the United States and has been and, she, and the jury has found. Uh, I, 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 uh, did he say coup? He said coup. New York jury. We already went through New York juries. This was not fair. And neither is Fox. Oh, by the way. And oh, by the way, what about Tara Reid? That woman who accused then-Senator Joe Biden of sexually assaulting her. And unlike E. Jean Carroll, uh, she can actually prove that she was in a place at a time with Joe Biden. She has the receipts, as they say. And man, she has a hell of a story. He had his hands um, under, underneath my clothes. and. Um, it was, it happened all at once. I wanted to say stop. And I thought it, I don't know if I said it, but sometimes 
you know, when I ha I've had a couple bad dreams or a few bad dreams about it, I wake up yelling that. I wake up yelling, stop. And then he, um, he didn't look at me again. She's credible. We stopped the country to listen to Christine Blasey Ford. And she doesn't, she doesn't have her day in court. Something is really, really wrong. And oh, by the way, I guess when it comes to E. Jean Carroll, the witnesses she presented were girlfriends that she told something that happened years ago. Even they couldn't say the year. They didn't know the year. And when is a witness somebody you told a story to? That's not a witness. People humble brag. People are even known to lie to their friends to make stuff up. Now back to EG, uh, back to I'm sorry to Tara Reed, you know this is evidence as well. So she says she told her mother about the situation, and her mother made a phone call to Larry King. Larry King live on CNN. Uh, this is purported to be her her mom's voice, and she raises a pretty interesting question. Check it out. I'm wondering what. Um, uh a, a staffer uh, would to do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there uh, after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for him. How about that, huh? 1993, she calls into Larry King Live, and the conversation continues from there. Amazing. And Joe Biden, we've all seen what he's done with little girls, with old ladies, with people in general, and he keeps doing it. He hasn't stopped. And why should he? He's never been held to account, ever. I'll be right back. President Biden making his 2024 plans official. It's official. President Biden is running for re-election. Tonight, deja vu. President Biden is officially running for re-election, asking voters to let him finish the job. They all fell for it. Oh, yes, they did. He's not running for re-election. He's not running. He can barely walk. All right, Joe Biden. You think he can pull this off? No way. Have you seen the poll numbers? You think this is a surprise? It's not happening. There's just no way. And I'm standing by my prediction from two months ago. There I am, April 13th, saying Joe is not running. And by the way, the campaign, no, no signs of life. And you know what's going to happen? It's actually going to be Michelle Obama. I am convinced very smart people I know have been looking at this and uh, Michelle Obama in 2024. Now, she's going to lose to Trump, but man, she could raise about $100 million in about a day. OK, it's a big deal. And it's very much in line with what Barack Obama did in 2004. He was the keynote speaker, state senator, nobody. But they decided to make him the keynote speaker. Remember that uh, speech? Everybody swooned. Uh, not me. Anyway, in 2008, he was the Democrat nominee. Fast forward to uh, uh, 2020, four years ago. There she is giving the keynote address for some reason, right? The ex-first lady giving the keynote address. It is what it is. Remember that? Very uninspiring. This is the plan to make her the 2024 nominee. Does it make sense? All right. Look, she's ultra famous. Obama did it. Now she can do it. The money thing is a big part of the equation. 
Uh, let's see, what else does she have in common with her husband? Well, they both started uh, phony baloney community activist groups. Michelle started When We All Vote, and Barack Obama back in the day started something called uh, Project Vote. Uh, little, little platforms that got very, very big. Uh, oh, by the way, when Barack Obama was growing up in Hawaii, Michelle was actually in the thick of it in Chicago, hanging out with Jesse Jackson's daughter when Jesse Jackson was running for president. I've known this woman since I was a baby. That's, we were um, high school, 14 yeah, yeah. years old. What do you think of this guy, 65 years? I love years. this man. I grew up in this man's house. I've seen it all. Michelle loved Santita and found it exciting to hang around Jesse's house where she met many elites and political leaders and she watched Jesse lay the groundwork for his political campaign for president coming a few years later in 1984. Hey, that's interesting, and I didn't know that. You should check out Michelle Obama 2024 by Joel Gilbert, an important film. Here's something else she has in common with Barack Obama. They are both crummy filmmakers. Michelle made the most boring documentary ever made about Michelle, this is an actual scene from the movie. We didn't edit it or anything. This happens. Oh, I thought you were wearing the pink, John. No, that was for That's earlier, like, and then that had food on it. <laughs> that was for the day. That looks like two belts. It's one belt, but it's three separate. Oh, it's got a top belt, too. Oh, I see, I see. But it's not separated? No, it's one belt, but you've got one. And it goes on like this. is that the style to have your belt so high now? They're talking about her outfit for uh, I don't know. We don't, 20 I don't minutes. I don't, I don't. I just asked. That'll be $60 million, Michelle told Netflix. And they got it. They got it. Shakedown artists, I'll tell you. Anyway, look, she does have some things going for her. She has some negatives. She has some positives. Let's go through them, okay? Michelle Obama, pros, black woman. That's big right now. Lots of connections. Okay. Cons, hates America, rotten filmmaker. We just went through that. And rotten author. No one read the book. And there's another pro. Uh, she is going to raise a lot of money. A lot of money. On the con side, I see her losing and actually the pro side, to Donald Trump, okay? Uh, that's a pro for us. Do you remember 20 years ago this month when they told us the war in Iraq was over? Admiral Kelly, Captain Card, officers and sailors of the USS Abraham Lincoln, my fellow Americans, major combat operations in Iraq have ended. In the Battle of Iraq, the United States and our allies have prevailed. Yeah, no, we didn't. No weapons of mass destruction. What the hell were we doing over there? And this guy was somehow reelected. How many thousands of uh, Marines and soldiers and airmen and sailors died in that useless conflict? Brought to you by George W. Bush and the deep state. Absolutely. And there has been no accountability, none. And you know what, the same, the same Central Intelligence Agency, the same intelligence community. You know, this guy Burns, he's a CIA director, keeps a very low profile, William Burns. Wall Street Journal reported last week that he hung around, well, Jeffrey Epstein. They first met in Washington, and then Mr. Burns visited Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan, back when he was Deputy Secretary of State. Why would he do that? This is after Epstein had been convicted of abusing children sexually, and they're hanging out together. 
Well, the New York Times tried to make up for that. Uh, mm, they did a profile piece on him today, and they brought this up, and he said, I wish I had done my homework first. Isn't that a great line for the intelligence community, right? They don't seem to do their homework first. It's all about other things, and it's all about political vengeance and wokeness. And, yeah, political vengeance. They're out for themselves. This is a dangerous thing that has got to be reined in. Chuck Schumer, in a rare moment of honesty and clarity, take a look. He's taking these shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence Let me tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. So President Trump was critical of the intelligence community in 2016 as he was campaigning for the presidency. And the people voted for him. And this guy is already warning him that the intelligence community is going to get back at him. And oh boy, did they. Did they. But Donald Trump, you know, he tried to meet him halfway, more than halfway. Listen to this. I want to say that there is nobody that feels stronger about the intelligence community and the CIA than Donald Trump. There is nobody. The wall behind me is very, very special. We really appreciate what you've done in terms of showing us something very special. And your whole group, these are really special, amazing people. Very, very few people could do the job you people do. And I want to just let you know, I am so behind you. And I know maybe sometimes you haven't gotten the backing that you've wanted. And you're going to get so much backing. Maybe you're going to say, please don't give us so much backing. <laughs> Mr. President, please, we don't need that much backing. <laughs> but you're going to have that. I believe that this group is going to be one of the most important groups in this country toward making us safe, toward making us winners again, toward ending all of the problems. We have so many problems. I can only say that I am with you a thousand percent. I just wanted to really say that uh, I love you. I respect you. There's nobody I respect more. You're going to do a fantastic job, and we're going to start winning again, and you're going to be leading the charge. So thank you all very much. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you. So that's on January 21st of 2017, his first full day in office as president, goes to the CIA, personally says, well, you heard what he just said. And they turn their back on him and try to screw him up every step of the way. And half of them signed that dopey, phony letter about the uh, laptop being from Russia. And now we have a CIA director, a CIA director who's incompetent, incompetent. I wish I, if he can't figure out Jeffrey Epstein, if he can't figure out what I knew when I was in 2008, we are in big trouble. These guys have their own agenda and it's not ours. I'll be right back. You're on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. Hey guys, it's Carson. Some big news. Former President Trump is urging you to get a copy of David Horowitz's new book. It's called The Final Battle. It's a number one bestseller. The Final Battle reveals a secret plan led by leftists and a new woke generation who want to destroy America. And we know it. 
Horowitz says they're in schools, our churches, even our military. The final battle explains how Joe Biden and the big media want to stop Trump and DeSantis before 2024. Horowitz even names the names of secret players behind it all. Newsmax calls final battle the book of the year. I've got a copy of it in my office. Mike Huckabee says he couldn't stop reading it. Get Final Battle in bookstores and check out the free offer and save $28. Just call 800-NEWSMAX, that's 800-NEWSMAX, or go to FinalBattle611.com to get your free copy today. All right, uh, I can't stand this, but it's just a blip. It's just a blip, and uh, he'll overcome this, but... Uh, the E. Jean Carroll uh, defamation case did not go Trump's way, although I think it will on appeal. Uh, the whole thing is preposterous as we've gone through the entire show. Did you know this, however? I already said that Reed Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, was the prime uh, funder of this. He gave money to E. Jean Carroll for her law case. Um, you know that Reed Hoffman spent time on Lolita Island there with Jeffrey Epstein? After Jeffrey Epstein was convicted of sexual uh, abuse and assault himself? Huh, how about that? How about that one? All the richest and most important people in the world hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Anyway, the whole thing is a disgrace. Rudy Giuliani joins us once again, former New York City mayor, and he's done a lot of work for Donald Trump on the legal side, and he's a big advocate and friend of Donald Trump. Welcome back, Mr. Mayor. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, look, I, you heard what I said. Is it just a blip? I hope so. Yeah, I think it's a blip, and I think it's uh, completely uh, absurd. You know, today I sent uh, Ted, my uh, colleague, over to Bergdorf. Do you know there hasn't been a rape in Bergdorf uh, uh, dressing room in 32 years? Uh, you know wait, why? Wait, 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 wait. You know why? Uh, what do you mean by that? 19, wait, 32 years ago was 1991. Yeah, uh, we, we uh, went and interviewed the people at Bergdorf and asked them, has there ever been a rape here? And they said, no, there's never been a rape here. I've been working here for 32 years. Uh, I mean, you know did why? Ted just asked, I mean, look, I know that this did not happen, but did Ted just ask some guy who was standing there? I mean, how did you, I mean, no, like. No, please. We asked the employees, have there, has there ever been a rape here? No. We went and looked, we went and looked at the, at their dressing room. To, to do a rape in uh, Bergdorf's is like doing it in the open. You might as well do it in the open. It was totally ridiculous to think that a man like Trump, who was very well known, the minute he walks into Bergdorf's, everybody's all over him. It's totally ridiculous to think that th this rape. No, we, we know that it is ridiculous. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. But now that they have ruled this way, this jury and, you know, Manhattan, uh, <laughs> Manhattan jurors, uh, no friend to Trump. But look, what can he do in the grounds for appeal? Uh, what do you what, what, what do we have there? Excellent ground trip. First of all, he was found not liable for rape. Uh, he was found liable for the lesser offenses. Uh, there's an inconsistency in those two things. The only thing she accused him of was rape. So if they found that she was not telling the truth about rape, well, then isn't it inconsistent that she was telling the truth about the rest? And that gives you a grounds for appeal that the verdict is against the weight of the evidence. Secondly, the judge allowed testimony of what are called prior consistent activity, meaning uh, the, the conversations that he had with Bush. Generally, that's excluded in a trial because its prejudicial effect is greater than its, than its value. So the judge made that call. A appellate court could say uh, that that was too much and prejudiced the jury. 
particularly since they reached a rather inconsistent verdict. And I, I do emphasize the fact that he was found not liable for rape, even with the lesser standard. This is not a criminal trial. All she had to do is prove it by a preponderance of the evidence, not reason. She wasn't able to do that. Well, look, the jury's totally out to lunch. I mean, they. I think what they actually said was assault, battery. It wasn't, I don't want to get graphic here, but it wasn't intercourse. It was something else. The whole thing is ludicrous. We know it didn't happen. It's disgusting, quite frankly. But uh, let me ask you this. When Donald Trump was deposed in October of 2022, tell me about a deposition because uh, I watched the whole thing. And I barely heard a peep out of any of the lawyers. Is that how a deposition works? I mean, there, there was like no objection no. and it just kind of kind of went on and on and on. And I, did you notice anything about that that is noticeable? Yeah, I, I do. I, I don't I don't want to criticize uh, his lawyers. Uh, that would be very different than a deposition. I, I would I, I don't think you're going to find a deposition I was ever at where I didn't do a lot of talking for my client and protecting of my client. There are a lot of things that should have been interrupted. Also, uh, they should have taken the jury over to Bergdorf's and take a look at the space there to see if any sane person would, would commit a rape there. It's totally inconsistent with uh, the, uh, the, the idea that, that something like that would happen. Uh, I, think, I think that should have been done. Also, the history of that place should have been explored. Uh, the, fact, the fact that... Um, that she took so many years uh, to come forward uh, with this. Hey, did you see the article? I found an article where she said, oh, you're not good at this game. You have to think more like an evil person. She said, I'm like a child. She said, uh, my job in life is to hook up with men. I mean, she is, uh, and look, you can say all those things uh, and still be the victim, right? But not this person. <laughs> this does not no, no, add you, up. And you got to take the preponderance of the evidence. And I think they're all out to get Trump. I do. The whole damn system. Well, they are. And I think there's a chance. Remember, this is a federal court. It's not the state court. So it's going to go up to a three-judge panel of the Second Circuit. And uh, th there is, the odds are against it. Most cases don't get reversed. But uh, there are, are a lot of, there's a lot of error in the case. So there is a good, ch there's a chance that it could be. Particularly the stark contradiction in the verdict. The verdict logically uh, uh, contradicts itself. Yeah. You know, and when they first always, said, they first said no on rape, I thought, oh, wow, he won. He won. I was like, yeah, he won. But then, then, it, went, then it went the other way. It was very strange. The whole thing is sad, but we can't let it get us down. Look, they arrested him five weeks ago, and he seems to be getting stronger, and I think that's going to happen again. Well, I think if that happens, uh, uh, then he's pretty much nothing can can hurt him. Right. I expect it'll have a short, and then it'll pass away. Particularly right. as people. Hey, Mr. Mayor, I'm so sorry. We got to go. I'm out of time. Can you believe it? I uh, I shouldn't have gone on like I did, but I appreciate you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll be right back. Nothing in our DNA changed. Nothing in our makeup changed. The only thing that's changed over the last 10, 15 years is the unbelievable amount of drugs and alcohol that we're using. The political ideology agenda that is being driven right now, especially in California, is the real culprit of all of this. The decriminalization of drugs, the move to close down jails and close down prisons. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if you're going to put all of these chemicals into your brain, that it's going to alter your brain. 
brain. And we're seeing it. We're, all of this mental illness is, is drug abuse. I don't know the statistics yet for last year, but two years ago, we had 19 officer-involved shootings for my department. 18 of them involved drugs. Is that powerful or what? That is Sheriff Chad Bianco from Riverside County, and I've seen this myself. We've all seen it, the decay, the collapse of civil society, and people smoking weed wherever you go. Well, that was quite the video. It kind of went viral on Instagram and some other places. We are joined now by Sheriff Chad Bianco, Sheriff of Riverside County. Welcome, sir. And Kevin Sabet, he is the president and CEO of Smart Approaches to Marijuana. He's also a veteran of the drug czar's office in the George W. Bush administration. Welcome to you both. And Sheriff Bianco, wow, it's so good to meet you. That was such a powerful video. Did you intend for that thing to uh, go viral on social media or was that adopted from some pre-existing website? What happened? No, we, we certainly didn't. It was a, it was an interview I did for the Epic Times and uh, it, they posted it. I shared it on my social media. My department shared it and it took off from there. Well, your observations and it is so powerful. And, you know, it's not just happening in California, oh, by the way, it's nationwide. Your job has gotten a lot tougher, hasn't it? Oh, it certainly has. And I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that we saw all this coming, but California always does things first. And now they're just doing dumb things first. So when the rest of the country started passing the same drug laws that California was doing, I don't know why they thought anything different was going to happen. But now they're seeing the same thing that we're seeing just a couple of years ago. So they can all look forward to things getting worse like it is here and it, it's, I can guarantee it's going to happen. You're on the front lines, you're in law enforcement. When you hear people say, well, marijuana, it's kind of harmless, it's no big deal, it's, uh, hey, Sheriff, come on, lighten up. It helps my glaucoma. What do you say to that? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. When I made that comment about the drugs, the, there were 19 shootings and they, they all had, all but one had drugs on board and 17 of them were marijuana and the rest of them were marijuana and other drugs. So don't tell me that marijuana is a, is a simple drug and it's, it's just medicine. That's a, that's a crock. Kevin Sabet, uh, you've been preaching this for years at the Smart Approaches to Marijuana Institute. And uh, it seems like the pro-pot people and the pro-drugs people, though, are winning and, uh, quite frankly, our side's losing. Well, I guess I'll be I'll be I'll be a little naysayer to that. I do think that recently there have been some reports that are getting a lot of traction. I mean, we wouldn't have predicted even a few years ago that the Washington Post would have a very full-length article for parents warning them about the dangers of marijuana use because today's marijuana is not your Woodstock weed as as you all know, it's been genetically bred to be up to 99% potent. This is not about joints anymore. It's about edibles, candies, cookies, concentrates. So the Washington Post had that. There was a Danish study that came out that went viral two days ago. 30% of schizophrenia among 18 to 29-year-old men could be determined through marijuana. That's an enormous, incredible number. Um, so we have seen things. My foxnews.com article from today has, I believe, gone viral, hundreds of thousands of views in a matter of about eight hours. So I do think that people are beginning to see it. I just hope it's not too late. But, you know, we often have to burn our hand on the stove to be convinced that the stove is turned on. And that's really too bad. By the way, schizophrenia, cases in young men. Let's go ahead and put this up. Uh, 30% could have been thwarted yeah. if weed or right. marijuana was avoided. Look, I'm glad it's receiving some mainstream media attention. But, you know, the word on the street and the smell yeah. on the street, uh, sure. Sheriff, is... Uh, it's everywhere, and it's becoming, unfortunately, more popular. 
Oh, for sure. I was just in Sacramento and in our capital, a block away from the capital, and you can't walk from building to building without passing people laying in the sidewalk, smoking weed, using drugs, passed out. Uh, it, it's it's so out of control, it isn't even funny, and it's right in front of their noses, and they just refuse to acknowledge it. All right, so the whole thing about burning the hand on the stove, I like that. Something, you know, we got to hit a point. What could that possibly be, Kevin? I mean, what kind of lesson do we all need to learn and how are we going to learn it? Well, we learn lessons from tobacco. You know, we don't uh, have tobacco smoking in airplanes anymore, smoking in restaurants. We learn the hard way, of course, millions of people that um, I hope we don't have to wait till we get those lessons to learn this. Um, I invite everybody to look at the background of almost every single mass shooter in the last 10 years and find out what their drug of choice was, regular drug. I invite people to look at almost all of the suicides among young boys and girls. Um, when you look at over 50 percent of them in legalized states, I invite people to find the one drug that's the culprit. I invite people to to look at find the one drug that people used before they used heroin or fentanyl uh, in addition to alcohol, what was that drug? Marijuana is now the common denominator, and we've unfortunately walked into commercializing it. I don't want to lock people up. I don't even think the sheriff is saying we want to lock people up for smoking a joint. We never did that, frankly. I mean, you haven't been locked up for that in 50 years in California. It's not happening in most places. That's a huge myth. And we don't want to do that. But the answer is not the commercialization and normalization of a drug that's a lot more powerful than it used to be. Well, Kevin Sabet, thank you. And Sheriff Chad Bianco. Hey, can I ask you real quick? I have an idea what the worst part of your job is. What's the best part? What's the best part of being a sheriff? You know, it may sound corny, but helping people. When, when someone tells me thank you for doing what I'm doing or for something that my deputies do, that makes me want to go back out and do it again. Okay, excellent. That sounds great. And Kevin Sabet, I appreciate you very much, both gentlemen, and we'll be right back. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things, too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. All right. Awesome. Tucker speaking to us from some stable or uh, cabin somewhere. He's going at I've never seen a TV show on Twitter. Hey, whatever he does is going to be successful, although I'm hearing he hasn't actually signed a formal deal with Elon Musk. So let's see where he winds up permanently. But we'll be uh, keeping an eye out on Twitter. Uh, Oh, let's hear from Donald Trump. This is the first video uh, he's put out, the first comments where we actually hear his voice about this whole E. Jean Carroll travesty. What else can you expect from a Trump-hating, Clinton-appointed judge who went out of his way to make sure that the result of this trial was as negative as it could possibly be, speaking to and in control of a jury from an anti-Trump area, which is probably the worst place in the United States for me to get a fair trial, We'll be appealing this decision. It's a disgrace. I don't even know who this woman is. I have no idea who she is, where she came from. This is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. 
And somehow we're going to have to fight this stuff. We cannot let our country go into this abyss. This is disgraceful. You have somebody running for office. You have a woman that's financed and lied about it. She totally lied about it by Democrat operatives, like just about the biggest one there is. And she said that wasn't true. They found that she lied about it. And the judge wasn't even, I guess, letting it be put in as evidence. The whole thing is a scam. And it's a shame. And it's a disgrace to our country. Good for him. And as he said before, and has, has been said, if they can do it to him, they can do it to anybody. I like him. I like him a lot. Don't you? Strong. Thanks a lot. I'll be back tomorrow.